Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, the place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture come together for sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where we get all of the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. We slap them together in a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich Ow. of goodness. Grilled. Yeah, have you ever had a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No. I've heard they're good. I have. I don't like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, Correct. but if I was going to eat one... You better like believe butter, like with it like would be grilled. grilled. Oh yeah, like, like grilled cheese. mayonnaise instead of butter. But instead, no mayonnaise is disgust. You are uh, Steve. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Strike two, son. I'm, Strike I've never tried that. Two, but I've seen. Why would you have suggested? You don't that. taste the mayonnaise. Is a good substitute like, for butter. I like no. mayonnaise like in general. You but don't even taste it. I've I been promise. told that if you use mayonnaise to like grill bread, you don't taste it, but it grills it better than butter does. It does. Steven, no. you are so white. Am I right, Oliver? I've never heard Nick more enthusiastically <laughs> defend something on I know. Show. I can just hear it's, Nick faintly it's, being it's, like, you don't even taste it, guys. It's, it's all good. It's, it's, it's okay. okay. Guys. Calm down. It's, give it a hey, shot. Give it a shot. How many of you guys have ever ate, eaten something that you didn't want to taste? That's like someone who's like, I'm going to bake a cake, but instead of using eggs, we're going to use applesauce. You're apple not sauce. using mayonnaise for the taste of mayonnaise. You're using mayonnaise to brown the bread. Son, I'm actively avoiding mayonnaise. That is what I am doing. <laughs> Who would have thought that mayonnaise would a thing that would have brought Nick and I closer together? Hey, everybody. What's Steven? He's the worst. My name's Tony T, and for the next few minutes, I'm going to be taking you on this mayonnaise-free grilled journey <laughs> across faith and fandom, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself. Uh, with me, as always, he is just terrible, and he's slathered in mayonnaise. It's, <laughs> it is Steve-O Supremo. Please, nobody ever... Ever Photoshop that? No. <laughs> He's so slippery. Now, now that you've asked that's it, though, it's gonna happen. That's Charlotte to, actively opening up her Adobe account. <laughs> right done. Now. That it needs, is finished. That needs to go in the never again bin with Neff and address. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it's Stephen prom posing next to Neff yeah. in a dress. <laughs> slather oh, no, 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 no. No, please no. bleep out, Jack. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> My parents would never allow it. <laughs> All right. I'm uncomfortable and eating adult. He's the nicest guy you'll ever want to meet until you're on the wrong side of a PvP match with him. He's Jamaican Ollie Wagwan Mirasta. Just chilling. Just chilling. <laughs> like a villain on penicillin, mayonnaise-free, that's the way to be. <laughs> he is often imitated, never successfully duplicated. He's the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. You know, I don't hate mayonnaise because we have a lot in common. We're big, we're lumpy, we're white. I'm sorry, right, you have lumpy end. mayonnaise? Mayonnaise should not be lumpy. I, that sounds oh. like you're buying the wrong mayonnaise, my friend. <laughs> it's like peanut butter. He likes either creamy or chunky. Oh. <laughs> chunky mayonnaise? Band name called it. I'm like... <laughs> That's my, that's my radio bit. name. Real it Chunky mayonnaise. Chunky Real mayonnaise in the morning. In. I thought it was smoky mayo. Oh, same thing. <laughs> Where the four corners of, of audio, visual, cute, and cool come together, would you guys please give it up for Charlotte, the intern-ish. Oh, I like that one. That's um, cute. I'm working on it. Also, I've decided that although you are no longer an intern technically, I like Charlotte the intern. It's just it's, it's, it's fun to say. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you Define are. Who it's I who am. you are. <laughs> I'm loved by you. <laughs> I'm about to take back the audio part of those four things. <laughs> Charlotte is actually a very musical person. She yes. is a, a wonderful really. piano player mm-hmm. and a really great singer. Do you yes. play any other instruments, Charlotte? Um, I pl- I. The I mean, hesitation makes me not believe whatever you're going to say next. She plays a mean, I, empty mayo jar. <laughs> <laughs> I noodle on the guitar. <laughs> noodle on the guitar. 
Uh, the Noodle on the guitar was one of the bands that you're seeing <laughs> soon, <laughs> soon, right? Yeah, it was Scary Pockets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is, uh, speaking of pockets, she is uh, salty and sweet and conveniently pocket-sized. You're winning the magic Jackie freaking Wilson. Hey, uh, how to hey. Uh, coming around the corner, she is sometimes sassy, always classy from the island of enchantment, lovely Lady Lismati. That's my name. And the newest, <laughs> <laughs> the newest member of the crew, the mistress of Vault 31. Give it up for Megacon Liz. I really don't like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise just tastes disgusting to me. Amen. Liz Marie, where do you come in on mayonnaise? I don't mind mayonnaise. I do I like go out of my way to rub bread or mayonnaise on my bread and like grill with it? No. <laughs> I rub bread on my mayonnaise. So you're not doing I, spoonfuls. I, I like. worked uh, I worked at Subway when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, eat fresh. And uh, <laughs> I was a certified high sponsor. Eat fresh. Was, that, was that back in the day when you got to cut out a U gouge? That was we did we cut the U gouge. It, it was old school. And there was a guy that I worked with and he was just he was a, he was a touch off, okay? He was he was there was something wrong with this young man. I don't even remember his name, but I'll never not be able to picture him because he had this long kind of stringy scraggly oh, like wow. goatee like it wasn't like a full grown goatee but it was where it didn't where where it wanted in (laughs) thickness it made up in length which just made it worse and I remember one day going back to the walk-in fridge and finding this guy holding the large jug no. And no. of mayonnaise no. Don't tell and me. squeezing no. it no. into his mouth. What? That is not a story that you actually have. I, if I am <laughs> lying, I'm crying. And I, and I remember it so viscerally because he turned around and it was dribbling nope, down that one is... of the long, stringy no. hairs put, that was on Put his... that music on. What? For yourself. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm not... I, he was not representative of the Yuck. cleanliness of the Subway restaurant Yucky. I worked in. And I will tell you, in fact, that after I stopped working at Subway, I never had a problem eating at Subway until I realized that it wasn't that great of a food and that I could do better. But I'm not mm-hmm. knocking it. I will say that Subway was very clean and did not leave me uh, feeling negatively about the restaurant itself. All I can imagine... My stomach is weak. Yeah, all I can imagine is the guy turning to you with his head shaking. It was, finally, it was like going, that scene... God has come to reap the sinners. <laughs> it was like that first Resident Evil game when the zombie just yeah, turned turns Turns around from. <laughs> I hope this is not Chris's blood. You know, it was like it was like that. It was. A, I, ho- I hope this is not Wesker's mayonnaise. Forty six years of life. I did not need to hear yeah. that. And if you did hear it, you can give thanks to the guy who's pushing all the buttons to keep this bucket of bolts flying. Our own resident smart guy, Nick, the engineer. Hello. Hi, Nick. Nick. You went to the dentist not once but twice this week. Are you okay? I yeah, I did, and I'm I'm much better than I was at the beginning of the week. I guess. What happened? Dear Lord, oh, no. <laughs> I for some strange reason ended up scheduling two fillings, or well, technically four fillings, but <laughs> for for this week, I don't know how that happened, but. It's yeah. one of those things where they're like, is this date okay? Yes. Is that date okay? Yep. And I... <laughs> Your brain didn't put two and two together. It's too much, it's too much candy, yeah. Nick. I told you to stop eating all those wax Coke bottles. Oh. <laughs> now, the good well, news is that Nick is now going to be fronting a rock band called The Electric Mayhem because he is MR, Will and B, Dr. Teeth. He also got well, a, a grill put on. That's true. Yeah. That's true. When you don't go to the dentist for almost 15 years, you, you tend to have some fillings. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. I can't wait to have fillings. Go to the dentist, Jarrett. <laughs> Liz Mate actively has two teeth left. <laughs> a, a top one and a bottom one. So I've she's needed still okay. a root canal for like three years. Oh, she's like a and bird. God has kept it from evolving, but any day now my jaw is going to fall off. If <laughs> I can reassure you, I had a, I, I never had a root canal in my life until uh, a couple months ago, and I had it. It was such a great relief.
relief, and the procedure itself was painless. I went into it thinking that it was going to be an awful, awful thing, but I just want to give mad props to my doctor in Ocala, Florida, worth the drive, Dr. Guneshi Demel, who is the greatest dentist on the planet. So Shout happy out. for you. Does she take insurance? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She's in a very professional dental office. No, she doesn't take insurance behind the Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> she had one of those old foot pump drills like from 1890. <laughs> Cash uh, only. Uh, I had to take a slug of whiskey on the way in. You know, no, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, even, like, wasn't even like that. Our uh, anesthetic is a, a two by four that we hit you in the back of the head with. Well, that's normal. I mean, Ganeshi's hit me with that before she was my dentist. Uh, <laughs> we are glad that you're with us, and we would love for you to join the conversation. The best way for you to do that is to get with us up on the social media. Tell them how they can do it, Chrissy. Wherever there's people online who love Jesus and nerdy stuff, the Nerd of Godcast is there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, the app formerly known as Twitter, Threads, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Become a supporter of this ministry at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. You also can subscribe to our daily nerd devos on your favorite podcast app or on Alexa. Finally, join our online small group, the Nerd of God Squad, on Facebook by going to nogsquad.com. The Nerd of God Squad. Share some memes and live your dreams. And we also want to ask, if you don't mind, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you would not mind leaving us a review. We love stars, especially when they come in fives. And the reason why is because somebody went on Apple Podcasts and left us a one-star review, and it knocked down our five-star rating to a 4.9. Mm-hmm. And I need us to get the enough five-star reviews to break mathematical logic and <laughs> push it back up mm-hmm. to a 5.0. It's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we put that out on our Nerdigod squad page and we asked some of our nerdy god squad family if they would go and leave us a couple reviews and thank god for the the a few that that went on there and actually did it we appreciate them and i asked if if they would leave a review that i would pick one at random and give out a nerd of god cast prize pack and we have chosen one and i will announce who it is at the end of today's show so please head over there and leave a review if you do when we come back next week um i might pick somebody else out because i love giving stuff away my mom told me that my spiritual gift was game show hosting (laughs) (laughs) that's real plug I love it. I love it. And uh, and now we're, we're going to get into the show because we have talked too much. And now it's time for a two-question interview. It's the two-question interview. Bum, bum. Oh, I was expecting to be upset and was happy. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord works in mysterious ways. It was uh, Stephen's birthday this week. Jackie's as well. I love that we always have these kind of like layered Nerdy Godcast birthdays that happen. So Fresh it's like, yeah. And then it was Oliver's not too long ago. Well, so um, Well, Neff and Lee Smitty have birthdays back I didn't really back. want him to have a whole conversation about and then this. And me and Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was done. I'm, I'm I was done. done. We were moving I'm, on. I'm done as well. Okay. Tori's birthday's on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> she shares one with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's time for the two-question interview. Bum, bum. It's the two-question interview. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight's questions. <laughs> if someone wanted to play Nerdy Godcast, the ro- role-playing tabletop game, like a and d style game based on what we do here, and they played you as their character... What would their class and character alignment be? Basically, what kind of class and character alignment do you bring to the table? Uh, Neff, you seem to be nodding in understanding of the question, so you can go first. <laughs> I would be a uh, chaotic, good paladin. Okay, okay, why? Well, paladin, kind of like the religious folk, and you know, being a kid's pastor, I kind of fit in that mold a little bit. And of course, chaotic, good, because I do believe in doing good, say, doing the right thing. But I like to have a little bit of fun getting there. So, chaotic good, paladin. You have to be a sense. little chaotic to work with kids. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It all kind of 
fits together. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, good. All right. Charlotte? Mm. Okay. I would be a um, also chaotic good. Chaotic good fighter because I'm a basic girly. And, you know. But she's violent. I'm a violent, basic, chaotic girly. <laughs> and we can get into a little hand-to-hand combat. It's all right. That's Hunter Bumble. Right. I was going to say, this sounds like a dating profile. I'm not sure. <laughs> I like long walks on the beach and close combat. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, Jackie. Good. Um, I figured lawful, um, or sorry, neutral good would be good for me because I could kind of go either way depending on the situation Mm -hmm. Um, and I do actually have swords and a bow and throwing knives so I feel like I should be a ranger oh Oh, that's good yeah I can totally see that and then also I discovered that there is a race in like the D&D universe called the Herringans Herringans I probably said it wrong but they're bunnies they're bipedal bunnies (laughs) (laughs) so so I'm just gonna sprinkle in a little bit of that we weren't asking for the race but I'm glad that you you asserted yourself that's, that's, that is that's, so cute. That is you. All right. Okay. That's one step away from you being a furry, and I'm not here for it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, please, Monty, were you with me the other day when we were driving down the, the interstate? Uh, yes. Okay. Never yes, mind. I we, was. we don't have to tell that story on the air, but it was unsettling. Uh, Lisa Monty, <laughs> what, uh, what would your class and alignment be? Um, I would be chaotic neutral. That's fair. That's I fair. feel that that is self explanatory. Um, and then I don't really know. I'm. I'm going to say, like, I've been a wizard before. Okay. So that felt fitting. I like <laughs> I like power. Okay. <laughs> You're a wizard, Lee Spotty. All right. That's fair. Um, I'll, I'll take my turn. Uh, I'm lawful good. I wish I wasn't. It's It would be so much cooler if I could just be something else, but I can't be. I'm just, I'm stuck in a pattern of trying to be lawful good. Um, it's, it's the most boring thing to be, but... Uh, at least I'm consistent. And uh, I would be a bard. I think bards are cool. Yes, 100%. And um, sometimes, sometimes what you, you, you can't win close combat, but you can talk your way out of a jam. You're like Chris Pine. Mm. And uh, that's, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm living. I, don't, I'm, I was a little more like, like Scanlan than Chris Pine, but that's, oh. that's cool too. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's who I am. Liz? I think I would be chaotic neutral. And I'm between like a barbarian and a mage. Whoa, okay. Big choices. Go barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'd be more barbarian just because I like to be like in the action. I don't want to be be away from it. The drama. I just love to be a part of it. And I like to slash things. That's true. I was going to say, I don't know who around this table has ever seen her get like mad. (laughs) You wouldn't like her when she's angry. (laughs) You don't like her when I'm angry. (laughs) And that's why I'm chaotic neutral. Okay. Steve. I like it. Um, I would say that I am neutral good because I like doing the right thing, but I also want to make people happy. Um, and I would say I'm a paladin more so not necessarily for the religious side of things. I would say if you're leaning more towards for the religiosity of it, a cleric would be more accurate for that. But paladins are deathly loyal to who they serve and uh, who they work with. And uh, I think that's where my loyalties lies in that area. A great strength and a great weakness for you. Yes. Ollie? Uh, I chose... I, I didn't know about this, so I... Re, during my research, I f- said uh, neutral good. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, if you're if you're going to shoot someone, you're not going to shoot them in the back. Yes. Gotcha. And I mean, and, and they're going to deserve it. Yeah. What? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, you're trying to do the best you can, as good as you can, and but sometimes blood must be spilled. Um, and then <laughs> wow. I was thinking druid because uh, in here it, it said uh, they have shape changing powers, and I was like, Ooh, that's yeah. pretty mm, cool to be yeah, able to sick. do that. I do like that. So, yes. Yeah. We love that. All right, and uh, I guess Nick, are you are you part of this? Sure. Uh, I think I would probably be a lawful lawful neutral. Oh, okay. And um, <clears throat> a rogue. All right. Why? So, so based off of the uh, the description that is I found online, rogue uh, more than just the orphan thief stereotype. Rogues are cunning, highly skilled characters capable of solving many problems and filling many roles. Okay. I feel like that fits me. I think that's well. great. Good job. All right, everybody. So now who wants to play D&D? I do. As <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> I get right. to be a I'm bunny. Not, I'm not going to die again, am I? We're going to play a D&D <laughs> game, but you have to choose somebody else around the table to play as. I choose Liz. I choose Charlotte. I'll I choose be Jackie. Charlotte. I was like, I choose Steven. I'll be the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's our second question. If you had the power to bring back one canceled TV show for a new season, what would it be? Neff, we'll start with you again. Uh, ter- Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay. Only got like one or two seasons. Sure. I loved that show. It was way better than the Terminator movies that came yeah, out like after the sequel, it. Yeah, the sequel movies. Gen Lysis. Uh, yeah, exactly. Gen-Lysis. That movie stinks, <laughs> but that show was awesome. Okay. Uh, Jackie, your body is tensed up. Okay. Very strongly about this one. Okay. Agent Carter. Oh. Ooh. Agent Carter should have had more. Uh, Peggy I, I, deserved better. Yeah, but they just turned so her Steve. into a watered-down uh, Captain America for a cameo in Doctor Strange 2, and uh, well, we're all disappointed. Um, all right, Ollie, bring back a TV show. What, what, what are you going to bring? Gilmore Girls. Okay. Yes. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was so ready to hear. Liz Mati just, just formed a spiritual connection so with you, excited. and then you stomped on it. That's the Got him. That's the, that's that's the chaotic the <laughs> No, actually, but um, there's a show called Scorpion that was on CBS okay. where it was a team of geniuses. And oh, they yeah, were, yeah, yeah. I loved that show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, th- I, they ended it, of course, and didn't wrap up anything. So, yeah, Scorpion. Gotcha. I have yeah. a question. Yeah. Do you mean, like, come, like, bring it back for a reboot or, or one more season and, like, if it, it continues where it left off. Sure, continuing where it left off. Because I'm not even saying, like, if your show's from 20 years ago, I'm not saying that you have a, another season with the characters 20 years older. Because sometimes you just don't want to see that, right? Mm. So, like, let's just say if the show had five seasons, you're going to give it a sixth season. Mm. If it had six seasons, you're going to give it a movie. You know what I mean? Like, Got so, it. so, yeah. So you're adding an no extra reboot. season. No reboot. No reboot. No. Steven? Um, so I don't know if this one would technically count because I don't know if it was actually canceled or. Like if it was canceled you and they wrapped it, it up, yeah, well, got it. Uh, King of the Hill, yeah. I mean, if a show ended, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I wouldn't necessarily do like the give it another season, and I wouldn't like reboot it. I would just have exactly how the characters were in the show, like age, everything else, but dealing with like how the world is today. I feel like mm-hmm. King of the Hill, watching Hank Hill have to deal with today's youth would yes. be funny. Oh my God. Um, Hilarious. The only thing that doesn't make that work is like. A month ago, the actor who was a uh, voice actor that did Dale Gribble died. Aww. So, and he also did Con as well. Mm. So, that mm. would kind of suck. Con. 
one. Uh, okay, good answer, Liz. I have two. I have a. You can only do one. I have a Ghost Whisperer. That's my favorite oh. show ever. I used to watch that with my grandma. That was a good show. Such a good show, and it like ended in a in a cliffhanger, and it really sucks. Um, that they had to cancel it so early. Ghost Whisperer. Oh, it's just so good. Oh, that's the one that you told me about. Yeah, yeah. it's just so good. Like, I have to go back and watch it for like the 10 billion time. But, um, and then no, the other... No, you don't get two. You don't get two. You don't get that's two. It. Oh, you, man. You... Okay, fine. Ghost Whisperer. That's you, you're, you're new to this show. Don't start like flexing <laughs> on like the extra credit <laughs> stuff right now. All right. Liz Mati. So I thought that we were doing like a mushy, gushy, girly episode tonight. So I tried to think of like a mushy, gushy, girly show that I would want to come back. And I landed on the show Jane by Design, um, which aired for one season on the ABC Family Network of television. And it was about a teenage girl who wanted to be a fashion designer and got recruited in the city to be this like big wig fashion girly um, because she was lying about her age. And it was like romance, drama, clothing, tutus. Wow, when I, was this? I, I like that better the first time I saw it when it was called Ugly Betty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when, when was this? And it, I'm like 15 years ago. Like this oh. is, and it was like, no, that's an exaggeration. It was probably more like 12 years ago, which is not that far from 15. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> it's more like 14 years ago. <laughs> 14 and a half. Actually, it was, it was yesterday. It was like, it was like kind of, it was quick-witted and it was cute and it was stupid and I liked it and they canceled it after the first season and that made me angry. All right. Well, that's what I'm uh, then Betty. Uh, Betty, I'm sorry, Jane by design. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly Betty. Charlotte. Hi. Um, mine would be Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, girl. Because yeah. that did not get enough they time. They left it hanging right Literally there. Literally one season. Freaking and they were Aaron just like. Sorkin. I'll say, was that his follow up? Not follow up, but his like next show after, after West Wing. After West Wing. Yeah. And it was basically, it, came, it was 30 Rock, but like a drama version of 30 Rock. And it came out but at the same time. Freaking Matthew Perry. I think yeah. I saw the first set. I think I you, love I think you Tony. And Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. I love Bradley Whitford. Why and Sarah have, Paulson. Why did it only have one season? I do love Sarah Paulson. Probably because Aaron Sorkin was doing lines of Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. Allegedly. 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 We don't want to get sued. (laughs) Allegedly. Yeah. Because he was on drugs all the time. Aaron's a big fan of the show, so... First time, first we're, time caller, we're, long we're, time listener. We're really trying to sw- to get him over to the Patreon page. All right, yeah, so I need you to back off. Trying to sork the, in all that money. Nay, you know on the okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Neff, did you go? Yeah, okay. Uh, did Nick? Jackie go? Ja- I did. Jackie oh. did. She uh, something about bunnies. I don't Ghost remember. Uh, Nick, do you have one? Yeah, I think I'm gonna say Enterprise. Really? I thought yeah. you didn't. I thought Enterprise was the bad one. Well, it's not. But not one more season would have pulled it out. <laughs> no, I, I just think it deserves an extra se- uh, season because of how it ended. Gotcha, gotcha. They, gotcha, they gotcha. didn't, they didn't end it the right way. What I think that's all. I, 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 you know, I know. Uh, Serenity aside, I'm going to say Firefly. I would have liked to I see know, I was thinking. more to say adventures one. of the crew of the Firefly uh, of, of the Serenity. So it would have been, it would have been a great uh, thing to see. Uh, not just, I mean, I, Serenity did come in and kind of wrap some things up and kill some people off and stuff, but Firefly yeah. would have, uh, it could have had more adventures out there in the verse. Well, let us know what show you would bring back on our social medias, and um, and now it is time to go to the mat for tonight's best thing, thing ever. ever! 
And in the best thing ever, we are for this season dealing with the best squads ever. Mm. The, uh, the the brackets are set and up on challenge.com. Lots of you guys came over and made your bracket predictions. Uh, so we are, we are in this thing. The bracket predictions are now locked. The bracket is now live. And we are ready to go with round one. Now, I, I you forgot to do yours, Oliver. Oliver. No. Oh, Steven. Sorry. So sorry. I can still do one. So sorry. All right. So tonight uh, in round one of the best squad ever, and I'll just go through the list one more time. Uh, we've got Team Jumanji uh, mm. from the live action, the, the Jumanji sequels there, versus the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Ghostbusters versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the Goonies versus the Ninja Turtles, Toon mm. Squad from Space Jam against the Straw Hat Pirates from One Piece, Mystery Inc. from Scooby-Doo versus the Fellowship of the Ring from Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Gang from Avatar The Last Airbender versus the Teen Titans. The Bad Batch from the Star Wars Universe versus Avalanche from Final Fantasy VII. And tonight, we've got Team Seven from Naruto. Whoa. Naruto. <laughs> Naruto uh, versus the kids from Stranger Things. And here to make their case. That was case, a really good Sakura impression. Thank, thank you. Uh, and here to make their case for that is uh, Ollie and Charlotte. Oliver, why should people vote for Team Seven? They need to vote for Team Seven because they are ninjas. I mean, <laughs> period. That's, that's basically it. Taps up. I mean, they can do basically anything. Before they aged up, they already had super speed, matter substitution, energy projectiles, super strength, rapid healing. They had years of teamwork together. And then, of course, Naruto had his Nindo, which is his ninja way. Uh, that he would never give up. They're just the best. Period. Wow. Oliver. <laughs> period. Wow. Oliver, how many Hokage are on Team 7? Uh, there were two. Yeah, now, I know what a Hokage, Hokage is, but no for, for the sake of, are. let's just say, Lismati, who doesn't know what a Hokage is. I know what a Hokage is. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I Cha-Cha doesn't know, doesn't know what a Hokage is. I don't know what a Hokage is. is. That sounds like some type of sandwich. I was going to say, I could go for a Hokage right now <laughs> with provolone, <laughs> maybe <laughs> toasted. No. It's almost Hokage Fest. That's not how that Hokage Fest. Okay, well, you know what? I've lost interest. I don't care what a Hokage is now. Charlotte... Take us to Hawkins. Tell us why the Stranger Things kids should get the vote. Okay, so we've got a couple of reasons here. First, I'd like to point out, Ollie came prepared with notes. I'm chaotic good. I'm coming in. She's winging <laughs> it. I'm winging it, and I got it. So the Stranger Things kids, first of all, this is a team. Yes. These guys know how to work together. Mm -hmm. They have their differences in season one, right? You got a little, a little Lucas attitude versus some Mike arrogance. Mm. But they work it out. They work it out. And everybody knows their role. So if you're going up against somebody, you've got it. Lucas is your navigator. Mike is your leader. Will, he's well, he's going to watch. Elle's going to be your fighter, okay? Dustin's going to be there to be charming, whatever. They know their parts, and they don't try to get in the way of each other. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're working as a team Solid here. Unit. Also, where the Stranger Things kids are, so is Steve Harrington. Uh -oh. and <laughs> we made it clear last week he said. doesn't count. Enough says. We have Sasuke. All right. Sasuke versus Steve. All right. So you can vote for this on the Nerdagon Squad on Facebook. That's N O G Squad.com. We'll leapfrog you there. Hopefully, you've already joined. And uh, we would love to see who you vote for as we uh, battle around this first level of best thing, thing ever. Team Seven. Yeah, Team Seven all the way. Yep. Hey, Neff. Yeah. What's new? 
It's uh, time for the Neff News, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Hi, Neff. Hi. Today's Hi, Neff. Today's news is brought to you by Flip Flops. Flip Flops. Because nothing screams classy like thongs for your feet. <laughs> <laughs> and here is your news in nerd culture this week. In anime news, the beloved anime Kanukamon is getting a brand new series in 2024. Shut up. Hey. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. The series follows the life of a muscle-bound wrestler competing for ultimate glory. Mm. Casting hasn't been confirmed for the super muscular main character. So, uh, <clears throat> I uh, don't do much uh, weightlifting myself, but... Uh, I do carry a mean stack of chairs after church. <laughs> <laughs> and in video game news, if you guys don't know what Kanukumon is, it, it was it, it, it came out no. in the in the early 2000s. They did a reboot of it called Ultimate Muscle, but um, it was they were released in the 80s as little pink. Uh, vinyl like, uh, like PVC action figures called Muscle, and they were all these random, over-the-top spoofs of professional wrestlers. Okay, and it's this—it was just charming and hilarious. They have a, a game that came out, a wrestling game for the GameCube, based on this universe. And uh, I mean, where else can you find like uh, one of the wrestlers is just a giant brick wall who changes shapes, or and, like <laughs> they have a whole little group that that that, that are like rips off, rip offs of the NWO. And there is a guy who's like a, a human deer. His name is Dick Dick Van Dick. And it's like, nice. just, it's just a very funny, funny show. I'm sorry. Anyway. I thought you were being sarcastic. Oh, I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> I love I love the, the ultimate muscle. Sorry. In video game news, video game publisher Epic Games is laying off nearly 900 employees Dang. in yeah. a mass culling of their workforce. Yes. Included in the severance package, a bumblebee doing the gritty Fortnite skin. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? Yeah. Yeah, my bad. All right, everybody, I've been watching a lot of Top Gear lately. It's a British TV show where three men drive and review the newest and hottest vehicles in the auto world. You love that show, Nick, don't you? I do. And with the release of the new iPhone 15 Pro, I'd like to introduce a new segment called Big Ben Goes Tech Talk. For more on the iPhone 15 Pro, here's our foreign correspondent, British Neff. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have a joke for this I'm excited Thank you super attractive Neff (laughs) Yes there are many of us And you are by far the most handsome Now on to the brand new iPhone 15 Pro Faster than a sports car And sexier than a supermodel The iPhone 15 Pro is absolutely stunning Framed by an all-new, sleek titanium casing, this is the strongest and lightest pro-model iPhone ever created. Wow. The (laughs) (laughs) The iPhone 15 Pro also pushes the absolute limits of mobile gaming. With preferred frame rates and ray tracing, able to give AAA games a home away from home. The 15 Pro also comes with a spectacular new camera system, boasting seven lenses and 48 megapixels, <laughs> delivering some of the most beautiful and awe-inspiring picture quality ever seen on a smartphone. Is he going Australian on this? Yeah, that was very I was just going to say that. The 15 Pro also introduces a revolutionary new action button in place of the traditional mute switch. I have my action button customized to open my fantasy football app whenever pressed. Because I am a man, I am British, which means I love football. When it comes to the new iPhone 15 Pro, the great philosopher Vanilla Ice said it best. 
Anything less than the best is a felony. <laughs> so if you have an older model, you're poor and your mum doesn't love you. I've been British Neff, live from England, signing off. My mommy does love me. Period. Thank you, British Neff, for that <laughs> stunning thing. Also, um, I'd like to point out, does anybody else have an iPhone 15 Pro at this table? No. Absolutely Just, just, buddy. just me? Just wow. me? Wow. <laughs> Is that what that whole from thing here, was? Wow. From here, it looks exactly like my I, rectangle iPhone. I guess my mom just loves me. Uh. <laughs> and this has been Neff News. Have an interview today and a blessed tomorrow. For a Ooh. second, I thought that was like a pseudo uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay, just like the nice version. And I'm like, oh, no, it's the lifestyles of the rich and the famous guy. Yeah. Well, I it was more Jer- it was Robin, more Jeremy Robin Clarkson. Leach. Robin Leach, yeah. It was more Jeremy oh, Clarkson from Top Gear. Oh, I haven't seen Top Gear. <laughs> That's on literally you. the whole. Bit Nick got the it. Whole yeah, I got it. All right, so uh, well, great. This is all good. As Listbody uh, alluded to earlier, in a strong lead female sort of way, uh, we are going to be talking about girl power tonight and strong female characters. Um, I would like to bring us into a conversation about. Femininity and mm, the beauty yeah. and the power therein. Uh, but as we do, first thing we have to do is sh- just peel away some of the layers of the toxic masculinity around this table, uh, guys. Mm-hmm. All right, it's mm-hmm. just it, your it, excuse. It, it Here is, for it. It is just. Um, it, it's really paining me to be in the room. So we're going to uh, we're going to cr- try to create bridges here tonight. We're going to bring people together, and we're going to do it by playing a game called That's What He Said, That's What She Said. Okay? Mm, and love so it. I've got some questions for uh, the ladies and for the guys. Okay. But for the ladies, it's questions about guy things. And okay. for the guys, guy it's things. questions about lady yeah. things. Let's right? do it. Let's freaking go. So, wow. so gentlemen and ladies, uh, are, are you ready? If you know the answer, you you can just shout it out, but remember, if you shout it out wrong, you, your team takes a hit. Okay, so so don't shout it. Who's out going wrong. first? Um, we're gonna let men go first because that's yeah. the way the world works. Wow. I, would like, I would like to say wow. I would like to say I'm the only man on this podcast that is not married, but I have been studying. <laughs> so maybe. All right, I'll be able to help out. gentlemen. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this. Uh, I'll ask you a question, and these are all about girly things. So let's see how you do. Which famous actress starred as Elle Woods in the Legally Blonde film series? Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon is correct. This one is for the ladies. In automotive terms, what does V8 refer to? It's like the engine power, right? Yeah, it's like the. How f- like the boost? I hear V8 engine no, no Googling. often. Yeah, yeah. What is it referring to? A specific part of the engine. The turbo? The velociraptor. The velociraptor <laughs> is correct. Uh, it's the number of cylinders in the engine. It's an eight-cylinder engine. I feel like Jackie answered that v. correctly. We're looking for the word I was going to say tomato juice, so she... I would have given you half a point for that. It's right next to the blinker fluid. All right. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's see how you do in question number two. What's the name of the popular makeup brand known for its naked eyeshadow palettes? Girls, I know you know. <laughs> if they're very yeah. expensive. Is it 2016 all I'm, of a sudden? Is I'm it literally just trying to think of any makeup that my wife buys. Dior? Like, Dior 
is wrong. That's You're a, correct. That's super wrong. Do, do we have it, ladies? What, what is urban it? Decay. It is Urban Decay. Decay. That's very, very correct. All right. I had There's all the palettes. I never used them. I had two naked palettes. Never touched them. Never used them. I should have gone back and asked the guys if they knew what V8 stood for. That seems fair. I watch Top Gear. Ladies. I used to work in an auto parts store. Ladies, who is the author of the popular fantasy book series, A Song of Ice and Fire, which inspired the TV series Game of Thrones? George R.R. R. Martin. George R.R. R. Martin. Point Period. For ladies. Gentlemen, in fashion, what's the name of the high-heeled shoes often worn by women that have a red sole? Um, that is um, too easy. Oh, I believe in you boys. Um, Everybody I mean, I, knows I have that. an answer. No, I would, I would <laughs> say... <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to accept pumps as the wrong answer, but what, what would you have said, Steven? Stilettos. Stilettos are not correct. No. What? Ladies. Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. That was a brand. Oh, pump is not a brand, I don't think. Well, no. That's a type of shoe. I thought the type of shoe was a stiletto pumps. also a type it of is. shoe? It is. Yes. Oh, I mean, you're on, to, you're on to something now. So wait, Louis Vuitton's Y'all don't know type? what a Louis Vuitton shoe is? I thought it was a brand. I know what a Louis Vuitton shoe is. Not a Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Oh, see, I thought it was Louis. I thought they were the same thing. Louis no. Vuitton is a I brand. Thought, Louis I, Vuitton is the, the I, red I, bottom. Why would they name them so similarly? <laughs> it doesn't I make any sense. You. I just thought people were That's mispronouncing. Exactly where I was ladies, going, but I'm like, let me not. Ladies, we know that you're smart about shoes. Okay, let's uh, let's keep this thing going. Uh, for the women, uh, who's the fictional British spy created by Ian Fleming, known by the code number? Um, James Bond. 007. You're Period. Very non-manly questions to the ladies. I think that's more. General, I'm sorry, but we got general V8. pop culture. Exactly. No, I'm saying that one you was got more. You Wood. Yeah. That was not I, and, girly. and listen, I You're agree with buff. you. I agree with you. That one was not necessarily a girly question. Uh, Let's Steven, talk after. By all means. I'm going to give you permission to shut up. <laughs> What's the term for a hairstyle where the hair is cut shorter in the back and longer in the front, often seen on women? Is this for us or them? This is for them. For them. Is it a bob? It is, it is a bob. Yeah. Good job. Bob. So proud of Good you. Bob. I, I don't know why I made this shape. <laughs> it's called the Karen. No, no, no. no. I was just going to say that too. I was going to say that too. Ladies, who is the legendary martial artist and actor known for his roles in films like Enter the Dragon and Way of the Dragon? Bruce Lee. Jack. Bruce Ooh, Lee wait, that's is what I was saying correct. Too. I was going to say Stan Lee, but I knew it was wrong. I was like Jackie Chan. I knew it was wrong. Uh, gentlemen, what does the term ombre typically refer to in the context of women's fashion and beauty? It's a color, isn't it? Or shade? It's Specify? A sh it's, a, it's a shade of... Um, I want to say lipstick. No. Final answer? I think it's is hair. It? It's like when you color your hair like multiple colors. That I'm going to give you a point for that. That's kind of good. I'm going to give you a point for it. I have no idea. It's, it's, it's like mostly a, it's in a the It's a gradient. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It fades into it. From yeah. one color See, to Ollie's another. Ollie's got oh. it. That's all right. Very Ollie good. Ollie for the win. I got, I got the color. Good job, Ollie. Jump it in there, Ollie. Ladies, what sport involves player using brooms to sweep a heavy stone across the ice towards a target area? Freaking. Oh. I'm so oh, angry. It's called ice um, picking. No, no, it's no, not. no, no. It's called um. Oh crap! I watch it at the freaking Olympics. Yes. I have no idea. It's not shuffleboard. No, it's not shuffleboard. It's icy shuffleboard. It's icy it shuffleboard. Icy shuffleboard. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It. That's what the Canadians call it. But what do the rest of the world call oh. it? Oh gosh. I'm gonna be so mad because I know I know. I the know name exactly. Of this one. I know exactly what it is. Men, do you know what it is? Yes. What is it? What is Curling. It? Curling. Ah, fudge. <laughs> the I men played in it on Wii Sports. <laughs> yes. Yes. We oh. love curling. 
Like okay. dumbbell curling? Or? In women's fashion, what is the name of the garment typically worn under a dress or skirt to give it volume or shape? Mm. What? Is good. It, that's a good one. <laughs> that's is a thing. It, is it a slip? I uh, it's not what I would have said. It's not exactly what I'm looking no, for. That's uh, not, it's not. And if, that, if you give him credit for that, you're wrong. Okay. I, is, is <laughs> I'm very proud of you for is, knowing that. It's not the same though, thing Ollie. as a slip. A, a slip is a different thing. Corset? No. no. no, no but no, that was good for ladies, both of ladies, you. Ladies, what am I looking for? Petticoat. A petticoat. A petticoat. Which is very different. I was going crinoline. I always thought those were the same thing. I thought a petticoat. crinoline is also. Petticoat goes I don't know that I know what a crinoline is. I've only It's basically a petticoat. Okay. Why would they call a petticoat an inside thing if a coat goes on the outside of your body. Jackie's about to tell you. Listen. It's different. Okay. <laughs> Perfect explanation. Great. Ladies. Great. What is the name of the popular action-adventure video game series featuring a character named Nathan Drake? Uncharted. Uncharted Beautiful. is correct. Love it. Gentlemen, in the world of jewelry, what's the name of the precious stone that's typically blue and often associated with engagement rings? Sapphires? Sapphires are blue, but diamonds are in engagement rings. Mm. But diamonds aren't necessarily blue, though. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Don't trust diamond. me. I'm not gonna answer this one. There's Thanks. also aquamarine. That's also better not be cubits or. Oh, Nick's here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you can please feel free to answer if we know. Gentlemen, have an answer. Say, For an engagement answer rings, I'm gonna say sapphire. A sapphire. <clears throat> Based on the novel Push by Sapphire, that's correct. Uh, yeah. Based on the novel <laughs> by Sapphire. <laughs> At first, I thought you were saying like it was a novelty push. Yeah. Uh, ladies, what animated TV series follows the adventure of a young boy named Finn and his magical dog? Adventure, adventure, time. adventure time. Adventure time is correct. And gentlemen, what? take us home here. You um, got it, guys. You got it. What romantic ro drama film starring Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling? <laughs> the Notebook. Based on a the Notebook. I watched that with Tony Talavera. <laughs> All the way through. I feel like you need to give the girls one more hard one because they. What wait. do you want? <laughs> All right. I feel like we did pretty good. In electronics. Yes. What is the name of the popular single board computer known for its versatility and educational use? Raspberry Pi. That is correct. The Raspberry Pi is correct. Wait, what is it? It's it really my uncle pie. builds those. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. it is. I oh. thought she was being funny. No. Nope, I was being <laughs> That's smart. The right answer. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't brain. keeping score. But now that we have uh, created a little bit of contentiousness, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about the gospel according to Barbie. <laughs> let's talk. Barbie is a symbol. Ladies, did you guys play with Barbies as kid? Did you? Yes. own them? I was more of a Bratz girly. I was a Bratz girl I did too. own a couple of Barbies. I like animals. Really leaning into the stereotype here. I, I wasn't allowed that to have Bratz. Wait, Bratz so did you have Barbies? Cheryl? I had Barbies. Yeah. I had a couple. A couple Barbies. Barbies Mostly and Ken's, stuffed animal kids. But Neff, no Allen's. Neff, I. I owned a Bratz boy. Uh, which one? What's his name again? I forgot. Dylan, Cameron, Cody, or I had, I had Cameron. <laughs> I think it was Dylan. <laughs> okay, so uh, did you guys watch the the Netflix documentary, The Toys That Made Us, about Barbie? That episode. I, yeah. I have not seen it, but I've heard it's very yeah. good. It also, is. It is very, I heard very, it was very good. good. <laughs> yeah, worth worth a watch. Um, as a girl, and I'm I'm going to shift this conversation over to the ladies. So guys, break yourself. Um, Barbie as a toy, mm -hmm. more than just a toy, more than just a, a, a doll, mm -hmm. uh, is really kind of a symbol for female empowerment in a lot of ways. Barbie is a strong character. She's uh, career-minded. She's not only glamorous, she's an astronaut. She's a teacher. She's the president. Um, how, how does the character Barbie, or has the character of Barbie inspired you to kind of pursue your dreams or overcome obstacles or be a strong, independent woman who don't need no kin? 
Well, I think uh, the whole thing with Barbie is that like she can do anything. She can be anything. That um, was literally the tagline. For literally. Yeah. So like as as a young girl being able to see like business owner Barbie, astronaut Barbie, like all of these different Barbies, it showed women in roles that typically weren't expected of women, especially was it when did Barbie come out? It was in uh, 50, the 50s. 57, something like that? Like uh, one of the Barbies that had released, Barbie had her own credit card, which at that time frame when it was released, women weren't allowed to have credit cards. Like you couldn't get one. They had right. to ask their husband. They had to ask their husband. So like it, it's she can literally do anything. So like coming into the world and seeing all of these male dominated positions in fields, you get to see Barbie being in those fields and like playing and it's it's without compromising that she's beautiful yeah, and being stylish and I she's female Woods. and delicate. Yeah. yeah. Right. Very Elle Woods. So. Yeah. Well so do you feel like Barbie is uh, limiting to girls by telling them you have to be glamorous, you have to be or do you feel like it's uh, that Barbie is empowering? So the interesting thing, I feel like, and this has always been like a hot debate, especially like in recent years with Barbie, as a child, I don't, I was not that deep to me. You know, like I, yes. I never I was thought, just thinking I that. never looked at Barbie and thought, oh, like, I'm so mad that my, my Barbie's white and I'm not white. And, you know, like it didn't have that, that significant of an impact on me in mm. in that regard as far as like looking at it and feeling like well i'm not as good as barbie or i'm not as pretty as barbie i'll never be barbie um i don't i think growing like older and growing out of the doll playing phase when i was no longer playing with brats or barbies or anything like that is when you kind of enter the more like ang like your angsty teens where you're frustrated in general because you're as a young woman you're mm -hmm. starting to move in to a season where the reality of the pressures of the standards that mm -hmm. you face physically as a girl um when your body's changing and, and when you're socially and the culture around you is changing like that's maybe when it kind of starts hitting more but not even necessarily in relation to barbie just because you you kind of start getting more insecure in general mm -hmm. so then you think of the idea of barbie the idea of the perfect skinny tall blonde haired blue-eyed girl and when you're not that it, it is frustrating and it's upsetting but i don't know that it's barbie targeted or or like that barbie is the thing that sparked that she's she may just be there she's just yeah. there so and, is a, and it's a, exactly it's yeah. a reminder of that and so mm -hmm. she she's an easy target to go well barbie's dumb because she just represents all of the things that women are forced to try to be and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm -hmm. but i don't know that that's a barbie thing as much as a we we women go through that no matter what unfortunately mm -hmm. and she's an easy Barbie target to place hit. that yeah, yeah so, so maybe because uh, young girls aren't necessarily exposed to um, popular media as yeah. as much I, at that age but Barbie is there maybe the maybe Barbie is the first example yeah. Uh, yeah. to a young girl who's kind of going through that period of her life mm -hmm. that maybe aspirational and a little bit intimidating too yeah mm -hmm. yeah. Um, you, did you see the Barbie movie? I did not. I haven't gotten to see it yet, but I really want to. And I've heard snippets from it that make me so much more excited to mm -hmm. see it. So s several of you guys around the table may have, have seen the movie. And, yes. and I, I haven't, full disclosure, but I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. Because the responses, the reactions to this movie have been so polarizing mm -hmm. from different people. Some people say this is the worst thing that's ever happened to uh, to gender in the history of the world. You know, no nothing has ever happened that is that has backburnered men so much and uh, in, in such an unhealthy way, marginalizing. You know, there's there's people that have opinions, and then others would say 
um, this is the greatest thing that's happened and sparking conversation mm-hmm. and, and moving the, the gender movement forward. Well, again, I don't know. I only hear what I, what, what I hear. So I'm very interested to hear the opinions uh, of those of you guys who, who have seen the Barbie movie that came out over the summer. Right? The impact on the different demographics, the impact on, uh, on the conversation uh, about male and female in, in our world today. So it was funny because I was even before realizing that this was going to be the podcast subject, I had been having a conversation with a friend of mine, a female friend of mine, um, just about like kind of the idea of toxic femininity or, or toxic feminism um, and, and what that looks like and kind of going off because it's it all started because we were watching this mushy gushy reality television show and this couple, the guy cheated on her, but she wanted to stay with him after the fact because she loved him. And and we, you know, we were kind of caught on the whole thing of like, why was he getting or why was everybody so focused on the fact that he's the worst? He's the worst. He cheated. He's just a garbage human. And nobody's acknowledging the fact that he was like a broken girl who's thinking that the most that she deserves is is this guy that's going to mm. do this to her. Yeah. And that kind of trickled into the like, as a society, how are we viewing men and women, their maturity, like, um, and we agreed that we felt like the Barbie movie was a good example of the opposite of that, of the of, n- of not being a toxic feminist, because in my opinion, I don't feel that it represented men as just being completely incompetent, worthless. They're all garbage. I think that the Barbie movie was a campy, satirical representation mm-hmm. of what it looks like when we go, oh, the patriarchy is all that matters or, oh, women are all that matters. Let's look at both of these views of it. And, and you know, let's look at it when we were watching a movie about how men are all dumb and stupid and the worst, how messed up and like not productive that is. But then let's also look at it when we look at how when women and men are just have no identity, no say they're background characters because women power and how that actually doesn't solve any problems either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that the movie did a really good job of showing both perspectives, um, both extremes and being like, I mean, exactly what you said, like, just because you have a bunch of women in charge doesn't make it perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it starts out with this great scene, you know, she wakes up, she's perfect, she looks good, she goes around, she says hey to everybody, and they point out, like, the guys are nothing there. Mm -hmm. And somebody asks, like, oh, where do the Kens live? And she's like, actually, I don't know. Right. Like, they're completely, like, back burner characters. Um, the NPCs of this. Mm-hmm. No, literally. Here's a world where all that matters is women. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, they show that it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. And when the Kens become in charge, that doesn't work either. Um, and I think it did a really good job of wrapping up. Um, or w- When they wrap it up at the end, I think they did a really good job of showing that we kind of have to work together. So from my understanding, from a plot point, and spoilers ensue, I guess, if you haven't seen the Barbie movie by now, um, you probably don't care too, too much. Uh, <laughs> but but Ken and Barbie, the kind of default Ken and Barbie, end up in the real world, and that's where Ken learns that men have power and that they, have, they can take authority over things, and he brings that what we would call real world mindset back to Barbie land. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Ken's do then take over and it becomes, um, you know, maybe cartoony, maybe toxic somewhere in between uh, an unhealthy flex Mm -hmm. uh, on the Ken's part. When the movie concludes, do they ever land on a, this is how it should be. 
Yeah, I I believe so. I I believe that uh, it shows you know um, the importance of masculinity and the importance of femininity mm-hmm. uh, working together. Uh, it also shows the um, dangers of toxic dependence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's good. And how um, it's important to have a healthy relationship with each other that, between genders. What exp- unpack that? Anybody f- can feel free to jump in on what toxic well, dependence. So is. Uh, Ken's relationship with Barbie, he depends so much on her validity. Uh, yeah, on him, yeah. on her validation for his identity, that he goes over the top, above and beyond, to try to impress her mm. into a way where it becomes toxic. There's literally a line at the beginning of the movie that says, Barbie has a good day every day. Ken only has a good day if Barbie looks at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that hurts. Now, I, I get that as thinking about the toys on the rack. I mean, little boys, for the most part, are not going to buy a Ken doll for their, their playthings, right? right. Yeah. You have girls who are going to buy their Barbies, and they might have a Ken to throw in the mix as well that mm-hmm. sometimes will be played with as an accessory, Yeah, yeah. As more, maybe less than a character. So from a, a toy perspective, if this was Toy Story, if this was Andy's room... This is an accurate depiction of what Ken represents. Of what Ken might... Yeah, might, yeah exactly. He's, right. He is an accessory. You got Barbie's uh, sports car, her dream house, her horse, and it's Ken. It's all her. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, even like the taglines for the movie was, she's everything, he's, he's just, just Ken. He's just Ken. So, I mean... It I mean, it, I think where people get mad at the movie is they don't understand the satire exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, I watched the movie. Thing. It was. A, I thought it was very well done. It's very comedy. Well directed. It was not for me. Like I, I did not go in there and come out thinking like this is the best movie of all time. Right. I, I recognize that it's good. I went and saw it with my wife. She loved it mm-hmm. because she felt empowered by it mm-hmm. at the end of it. Um, it does kind of end with a. Not necessarily like a okay, everything is fixed, and you know the Barbie world, which is where everything starts to go crazy, is like completely like even. Mm-hmm. But the the Margot Robbie Barbie learns that she doesn't need this perfect world in order to be happy. Let me she, let me let me stop you there. I, I just want to back up on something interesting that you just said. Like she, you said that she left feeling empowered. Why? Like like it, it, ladies, give me your perspective on it. I don't expect you to speak for another person, Stephen, but but why would somebody walk out of that movie feeling empowered by the storyline of this movie? I think it goes back to kind of what Neff was talking about before and and the issue of identity, which I think is a bigger conversation. I think that, you know, identity is like the big crisis in the world in general and what was inspiring about this movie is just that you have this barbie who she's stereotypical barbie that's the type that's That's her her name Uh she's stereotypical barbie she's stereotypically perfect and gorgeous and that is what she's expected to be and that's all she knows and she comes out of that and realizes that life has death life has heartache life has troubles things are not perfect women are not perfect your body will change that is a natural part of life you can pursue education you can pursue power like she she moves on from being just stereotypical barbie to having the realization that life is hard and that it's okay to it's literally a big point of the movie it's it's okay okay to to cry cry. it's okay to be sad it's okay to age and look at an elk like look at the fact that you're gonna grow and you're gonna grow old and you're not gonna be this pretty and tiny forever and, and that's okay. And that's okay because so much of womanhood is a sense of like every day I'm losing value. Mm. Every day I'm getting yeah. a little bit older so I'm I'm less valuable because mm. I'm not as pretty as I was yesterday. I'm not as strong as I was yesterday. And and when you're a woman that that's a big anchor to how important and valuable you are in this world. 
It's like how Tom Hanks can can be in a movie where he is dating Sally Field, and then just a few years later he can be in a movie where Sally Field plays his mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, literally. But you, you, well, we talk about the, the idea, and I'm, again, I'm going to go back not to the idea of being inspired, but like I want to say empowered, because what, what I think might be more of the case, and you guys can correct me, and I don't want to get too, too deep into this rabbit hole here, is that sometimes it's not the content of the movie, it's the movement of of the content like it's the it's the idea of barbie rather than it's the, the the story of barbie it's like we have our own thing we have a message that we're putting out we have a, a good feel good movie maybe with a, even a good message and i find that to be empowering that we have our own thing whether there's any content behind it or not it's kind of like when you put out a, a, a christian movie that is not necessarily a good movie but you slap a god's not dead seven on the title or something like that <laughs> and christians come out of there going we have a thing yeah it's our thing god's not dead y'all and it doesn't mean anything and it doesn't do anything and there's really no nutritional takeaway from it it's just it's the stir that it's uh, made it's the stir that that it's just that it's our thing it's it's our thing i might be wrong it's unifying and i and i think there's there there's that like i had an experience i went to the theater i wore pink I started thinking about my old toys and the way that that, that kind of ma- used to make me feel and stuff like that. More than like, what is the, the societal takeaway? Like what actual impact does the Barbie movie make in the cultural conversation other than just, we're taking sides on a divisive thing? Uh, Neff? Uh, I can't speak for every guy who saw the movie, but coming out of the movie, there's, there's a specific scene where um, uh, a real life, a real world woman um, is talking about this str- the struggles of women every single day, mm-hmm. and they were there were things that I didn't realize um, women had to deal with on a daily basis. I didn't realize some things. I didn't realize how hard women had it uh, in certain things that I don't have to worry about. As a man, do you guys know so, the, scene, the scene that he's talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know. Is this is there, is there a level of accuracy to this? Yes, very much. Yeah, so. because I've seen that leverage in popular culture recently as well. Not in the Barbie movie, but in other forms of media, and I found it cringy and eye rolling. It happened at the beginning of She Hulk when when the She Hulk had a conversation with Bruce Banner about how <laughs> she has to she's but, better at being a Hulk than he is because every single day she has, she to, has to control, control. anger. But it wasn't yeah. like that though. It, so like, when it I'm, I'm, just hey hey don't talk over top of a woman on this episode (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm like listening to you guys talk about this movie and talk about like you know how you guys grew grew up playing barbies and stuff and i'm like in my head i'm like thinking like i was always a tomboy i never Mm -hmm. cared about barbies i hated like baby dolls like i hated like girly things i had guy cousin so like I wanted to be a boy when I was little and I played with brats with my sister but I want I, I was interested in video games and Pokemon and going outside and playing football like I wanted to be a guy so growing up like Barbie was like nothing to me I I felt confident in myself regardless um but as I grow up and I like live like a woman life like I know like talks like She-Hulk, like I've seen that scene. I haven't seen the, mo- the the show, but I've seen scenes like that. And it just gives me the biggest eye roll because I'm like, really? But when I watched Barbie, I saw Barbie with my friends from, from work. And I'm not gonna lie, I have m- my own opinion about the movie, but 
when I think it was America. Her name was her actual America name, Ferreira. America yeah. Ferreira. Yeah. When she said that line, it it was probably the only the first thing that made sense in the movie that I was like, wait a minute, like she's right. That's real, yeah. Yeah, like she wasn't talking about things that are cringy and I don't know if I should spoil it or not. Like, we're talking about it. Well, the biggest thing that she said was like that really resonated with me is that, you know, um, she said, um, what, how does she say it? It was something along the lines of, um, you want to be skinny, but you can't say you want to be skinny. You have to say you want to be healthy, but we all know that you, you really mean mean you want to be skinny. And then, um, something about along the lines of like, um, you have to be pretty, but not too pretty but because then pretty. women will hate you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when she said those things, I was and like, and you can't want to be pretty exactly. because then that makes you yeah. that makes you have a big head. Yeah. I was like, man, but when she said all that, all I could think of is like, yes, I'm sure, like you can't say that out loud with men because men are gonna think of you a certain way. But like, it's all mostly like you can't say that in front of women because women will just hate on you. Yeah, and it's just like women you just can't like. Win. I feel like that movie really touched on like how much other women like don't like each other for some reason right and that's why like i can never we we get pitted against each other i can never have like women friends because for some reason after a while they just start like everybody hating on each other and i'm like i'm over i can't do it yeah so yeah like that talk that she had in the movie was out of all the things i've seen of like like a big female lead and empowering female lead that makes me just eye roll so much that was pretty much the only thing that like made sense it was very real it sounds like that's that's a scene of somebody like finally saying something that that maybe all of you guys yeah we've all felt again the the unifying thing about Barbie was the idea that like someone is finally it's been the unspoken thing we all agree and like sat in that theater and every woman in that room said yep that's that's right so that's where the empowerment comes from like Mm -hmm. right like like the being seen and someone on the screen saying the things that you feel and want yeah. to say. Yeah, almost feeling like it was your own inside thing because as women, like, you leave that movie and men may or may not, re- like, understand, mm-hmm. empathize, relate. Like, mm-hmm. men may or may not land on the spectrum of getting it or not getting it, but every woman that sat there felt that something she said resonated yeah, with her. Yeah, she said the things that, like, we think internally, but not, like, we don't have enough courage to say out loud. Well, and also, it's almost like... Oh well, I don't want to say that out loud because what if they don't think that way? Yeah, what if yeah, it's yeah. just me? Exactly. What if it's just me? Yeah, that's a that's a really powerful way to kind of phrase that and yeah. think about it. Um, I, w- I was talking with with my wife today, and she was, she she the way that her brain works, she she says there's like thirty things that are going on in her brain at any given moment, and she as she was talking about it, she said I just don't know if that's normal. Mm-hmm. And, and she's is it is it only my mind that works that way, or is is that the way that all people think? Is that the way I'm? I said I'm literally thinking nothing right now. Like I could, like I think that's <laughs> a, a men, men thing. Right like Sheena, no, I, I can, can I can turn it off. And, and so so I, and I said, is there? How would you find the support group for the my brain never turns off? You know, support <laughs> yeah. group. I have fifty and, tabs open. Three of them are playing music, <laughs> and I don't know which one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's like I, that's I guess that's like having somebody kind of speak for the oh my gosh I thought I was the only one who thought this or felt this mm-hmm. and to articulate it in a way that that kind of swoops up an entire group of people you feel uh, very seen especially in the day and kind of shifting away from Barbie real quick especially in a day when popular media doesn't seem to understand how to put a strong female character no. on the screen no. and land and, and land it because 
you know, we, and not to say that we haven't had great female characters, mm -hmm. but I think that now, it be, out of a desperate need to bring diversity, to bring mm -hmm. representation mm -hmm. to the screen, they're not speaking for you. I think they're creating a, 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 what the Barbie might have represented to that young girl. They're putting flawless female characters on the yep. screen. Mm -hmm. Women that are and, not... But what flawless is now. Right, but they're strong. And they, for no they, reason. They're yeah. strong for no reason. Just because they can't. They they they're perfect. They can never make mistakes. Right. Uh, they're always going to be the strongest or smartest character. Effortlessly. They didn't work for it. They did not work for there it. There was no struggle whatsoever. They don't know. There's no princesses that want to be rescued by a prince anymore because God forbid, like that, that you God can't forbid, be a strong, you need a independent right. female. Because love is weakness. That's yeah. the thing. Love mm -hmm. is weakness. Let me go back to She-Hulk for a second. And I don't want to crap on, on She-Hulk. They made an artistic decision with that show to be a funny show, which is great. It just wasn't funny, in mm -hmm. my opinion. I loved it. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't funny. It, and it was trying to be funny. It wasn't likable. I want you. I want to. I want to take you back to why this is where that show rubbed me wrong. First episode, she gets Hulk powers, and she's just naturally, intuitively good at everything. And they explain it away with a with a line of dialogue of just like every day I get catcalled, every day I have to be this and that. Oh so I'm God. always angry. But I want you to look back, and and that explains it. But it doesn't undo the fact. Think about Bruce Banner. Think about him in the first Avengers movie so desperately not wanting to turn into the Hulk. So desperately not wanting to lose himself to the big green rage beast. Remember in Age of Ultron, when he turned back from the Hulk and he's sitting there in the Quinjet, huddled up, listening to music, like crying mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. because of what he'd gone through. Yeah. This whole story arc of how Dementors. he's had to control and come to terms with mm -hmm. this transformation because it was more than just empowerment. It was a, 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 a struggle for control. It was a struggle yes. for discipline. It was a struggle for, for coming to terms with the two sides of himself. She just turns into the Hulk and she's great mm -hmm. right away, mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. Let me get, let me and get it. Just because. And suddenly we're just invalidating now all of that, which is okay. Don't invalidate her, but everything else, it's fine to crap on it and say that's dumb. And and and, and Jackie, you 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 got something to say? <laughs> <laughs> don't sound so excited about it. <laughs> I just don't want that line to be cheapened for her on every day this happens this happens this happens because yes i will say that that is an annoying thing to be like oh well, she's just perfect but don't let that take away the fact that like what she said is true it, it, i think that what she said was generally true enough that you can that it can resonate with you but it doesn't explain or justify a lack of character development or, or anything else. You, you just can't say, well, I'm a woman and life is hard for me. Therefore, I can That's leapfrog character identity, development yeah. and, mm. and become this perfect thing. When I ask you between that line that she said and the, the exposition in the Barbie movie, just from what you heard here, mm -hmm. who did it better? You know, the one that was more bear, bearing of the honest and revealing of um, this is why instead of just like, eh, this is how, and it explains away storytelling. And there, there's so much of that in, in these modern movies. I'm going to pick on Carol Danvers for just a minute. Captain Marvel, uh, pre-Phase uh, 4, um, arguably the worst MCU movie. Thank you. And, and, and some people may disagree with me. From the point of character development, when you have actual characters that have to struggle and learn and overcome. Tony Stark, over the three Iron Man movies, had to transform as a human 
from being conceited and selfish and 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 troublesome and 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 um, arrogant, uh, and then being broken after the the Avengers movie to like where he's just really struggling with like PTSD for real. Um, to finally making mistakes and trying to build a suit of armor around the world and creating another enemy. You know, like like all of these ups and downs of this character arc before it was finally resolved at the end with him saying, I have to, I have to lay down my life and die. Carol Danvers is the most powerful character wherever just because she never has to go through any kind of struggle. All she has to do is remember that she's strong. All she has to do, it, it's not about growing as a character, it's just about self-actualization. And, and that robs good character development. Mm-hmm. It, it robs us of a good story because Captain Marvel's a great character. Yeah. And, and but, w- but we can't have a woman in a movie that's, that's, that's not perfect right away. We can't have a woman in a movie that has to learn something from a, a male character because that would somehow make her look cheap. I, I, I don't get me to talking about Ray. Mm-hmm. You had to decimate and, and slash and burn my hero from my childhood, Luke Skywalker, because Ray doesn't need him because she's perfect on her own. Mm. Come on, dude. Um, kind of hopping into why I think the Captain Marvel syndrome, as I'll call it, um, kind of doesn't work is because I don't necessarily think that the people who are pitching the ideas, they're coming up with the stories that are writing it, are necessarily wanting to tell the story of the woman and just tell the story that'll get people to watch it. Um, I say that because although I liked the Captain Marvel movie, it's not great. Carol Danvers as a character in that movie, in my opinion, is not very fleshed out. You kind of like know who she is throughout the whole whole movie. And then where you get it, where it's different with like the Barbie movie is the director of the movie, Greta Gerwig, also wrote the movie. So she put her own experiences and experiences that she talked with other women in her life growing up with. There was some real reality behind it and there was heart behind it with her storytelling. And like, I think the, the biggest case of this where I feel like it's like the biggest letdown is the transformation from Wonder Woman to Wonder Woman 84. So when you have like the stories that are, I would say Marvel specifically is more of a man-run company. So, uh, but, but, uh, but I want to argue with you on that and say, are you telling me that a man can't write a good, compelling female story? I think he probably could, but should he? I think no, is the no, other no, 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 no. That's ridiculous. That's just say that only men can write men movies and only women can write women movies. That's, that's, that's and then we've divided because because that's that's foolish. A good writer can write a good character. George R. R. Martin wrote very strong, compelling, complex characters in Game of Thrones that that he didn't have to like sit there and say, oh well, I I dare not write. Uh, Daenerys Targaryen as as anything else because I'm not a woman. I haven't shared that experience. A writer can write uh, a a story. Uh, A writer can write a character. Uh, Marvel doesn't seem capable of producing in this current iteration of films uh, characters that are that are, in my opinion, strong female characters that are balanced female characters that don't have to be perfect female characters that don't thrive just on self-actualization or they can experience growth as a character outside of and, Black Widow. Uh, and I'm talking the, the Marvel ones, Black okay. uh, the, the modern Marvel ones. Gotcha. Uh, the same thing with Star Wars. The same thing with with so many other uh, other shows, animated series, uh, Disney live action remakes, etc. I think the big picture here for me, at least. Um, is that we cheapen the value, the beauty of womanhood when we go and we say that we're going to tell stories that um, 
diminish the fact that women have to suffer, that they have to struggle, um, that things don't, you know, this women don't just wake up and know how to do everything or are capable of doing everything. You know, women birth children. They don't just know how to be the perfect mother. They don't know how to go and enter the workforce without, you know, being a woman is hard. Being a, a human being is hard. And we diminish womanhood when we deny the reality that being a woman as a human being is a difficult thing and we also diminish womanhood when we go and say that everything is peaches and rainbows because you're a woman and women are strong and women are capable and women can do anything right and it don't be don't diminish that this any extreme of that takes away from the full picture that is um the beauty and brokenness that goes into being a human being and i think the the godly design of woman that God's intention with woman is is to be uh, a representation of brokenness and strength and grace and mm. and and overcoming. You know how I think that that's more of God's vision of womanhood than than what we try to do in media nowadays, which is to say, well, women are women are strong. We're strong and and we don't need no man we don't right. need we no can do nothing. anything we can do anything we can't and it's equally as is <laughs> it's equally as is broken to say that that a woman's you know life is is easy because it's not yeah yeah and i think that, the, the, that there's there's some media that gets this really really right um, a couple of movies that, that come to my mind, and these are maybe older movies, but you, you might have some some better modern analogs. Um, I always think of Ellen Ripley uh, from the mm, Alien yeah. movies, and I'm yeah. specifically talking about her. Alien and Aliens. Yes, mm-hmm. and the way that this character starts, and the way that the the character is by the end of the second movie, is a a full character arc that is it is informed by her experiences that have changed her, strengthened her resolve, and it didn't make her perfect. There were moments when she was riddled with anxiety and fear and insecurity, but she powered through it because the strength of character didn't mean a perfection of character. And I think that's great. I think Sarah Connor, going back to what you mentioned earlier in the show, Sarah Connor from the first Terminator movie to the second Terminator movie, what a drastic transformation. But what would happen to a mid-80s, you know, L.A. party girl who faced went face-to-face with the end of the world and decided her entire life needed to change. I mean, it was a, it was a transformational moment, and we see over these course of the years what that vision and what that dream uh, changed in her. And there's so many other characters that, that we could mention, but it flies in the face of. And I like Ray as a character. I I enjoyed the Star Wars sequel trilogy. I, did, I I know that they have their flaws. I didn't hate them. I didn't hate She Hulk, even though I I, I sounds acknowledge like you do. It. No no no. I, <laughs> I, I I hate. You know why why what my problem with She Hulk was is how far they they missed from what they could have done with mm-hmm. that. That show had so much potential and they missed it by a mile mm-hmm. from that. what it could have been. A compelling, funny, engaging courtroom show to see another side of the superhero world that we never saw. And they really just made it a a, a struggling with my dating app, uh, but I'm green kind of thing. You know, like, like the, so She-Hulk could have been more, which is why I'm frustrated, but there was no actual struggle it's it's okay there's a quote uh, that i read from from actually emily blunt um and she she talked about the strong female character and she said she was bored that was her quote was she's bored of getting scripts where her character is labeled a strong female lead she says this 
It's the worst thing ever when you open a script and read the words strong female lead. It makes me roll my eyes. I'm already out. I'm bored. These roles are written as incredibly stoic. You spend the whole time acting tough and saying tough things. Yeah. And it's like, it's just bad writing. Mm -hmm. But in our culture, pop culture and, and actual real world culture, I think the Barbie movie, nailed, and this is just me knowing from what you guys have shared tonight because I didn't see it. I think the Barbie movie nailed something uh, that, that a lot of these other movies are missing. Mm -hmm. And that is strength of women. Like, And this is kind of tailing off of what Liz Mate just said. The strength of women and the strength of men are not mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, You can't have one character, one gender, and this is in a world that we, we all have to know, that even in our own world right now, gender is up for debate, right? You know, people struggle with their purpose and they struggle with their worth, but but we were not designed by our creator to operate independently from each other. We never, never had. And Barbie and Ken, as they're wrestling with their place, you know, at the top of the food chain or in, in Barbie land, is that what it is called, Barbie mm -hmm. land? Barbie land. Uh, and in the real world, you know, the, the, it, it mirrors the struggle that I think that we're going through right now in our in our culture of men are evil and men are bad and women are good, and that 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 conversation is so imbalanced and it's so off the, the off the 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 spectrum of of rational, and um, I, I think that as believers, we have to have confidence in the reality of God's love for us that we're not going to be perfect characters, male or female. Mm -hmm. We do have to fail sometimes. We do have to go through character development. There is a struggle of us going from glory to glory, of being perfected every single day, of of taking up our cross daily and being being more like Christ. Jesus, you know, who knows our every weakness and, and our disobedience, and he's still calling us to to our place in this world. And, and I think that's really, really... Go back to the Garden of Eden. That was the very first attack on mankind against an outside force mm -hmm. when Satan came in and called into question the place in this world. And he did it by separating Adam and Eve. He did it by mm -hmm. splitting them up. He pulled Eve away from this confident covenant and Adam just kind of powerlessly followed her uh, along this journey. I'm not, I'm, th this is not the, the He-Man Woman Haters Club. I'm not throwing Eve under the bus. I think Adam is equally culpable mm -hmm. but um, there, there is an idea that male passivity gave room for Satan's influence um, there is a, an idea that modern girl power can throw off a balance of a biblical family structure and I think it's it's up to us to not let Hollywood to not let the stories that we engage in uh, to throw off what we know and what we feel and what what, what, what in our DNA, is, is right by design, that we do need each other. Mm -hmm. We have to respect each other. Men have to respect women for who they are. It's it's so biblical. Mm -hmm. Do you think God respects women? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, he it, calls it, the church his bride. <laughs> right. But it, it's, it's I think I think that there's there's this concept and this idea that in Christianity, women are like second class citizens. And I think that there's a family structure where there, where there there's like headship and, 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 and a family and responsibility that men have their role, but that doesn't diminish in any way the importance and the value and the virtue and the and the admiration that God has for the women of, of creation. Mm -hmm. 
the, the first person to carry physically the gospel was Mary. Jesus didn't have to have a mom. He chose to have a mom. Mary, and in fact, the first one when Jesus was resurrected that came to the tomb was Mary, right? And, and so you got two different Marys. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one laid him down in a borrowed room wrapped in linens, and the other one came to where he had been raised up in a borrowed room un- unwrapped in linens, linens right? <laughs> and, and, so the, and, and Jesus appeared to the, this Mary. She thought he was the gardener, right? And he said her name. She realized who he was. And, and he said, go and tell the disciples. Go and tell the, the guys that I'm risen and I'm leading you to your God and my God, your father and my father. And and like she became the first evangelist after the resurrection of Christ, the first one that was called, empowered, and sent by Jesus. The first evangelist in the, in the New Testament is the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Jesus goes and sits by her. He, he reveals to her that, that he's the one, and she goes and tells the whole city about him. There's no like part of, of Christianity that says women bad, men good. you know. But it has to be Except this. for Jezebel. Well, the, some women are bad and some <laughs> men are women, bad, yeah. right? But but not the generalization. The generalization, yeah, exactly. you know. I, this is just what kind of sparked my mind, and I have no idea if this is going to be apropos to anything. But you do have like the the people that like to like throw shade and be like, "Oh yeah, because Eve ate the fruit and she created you know death and all the destruction." Well, number one, the serpent was the most cunning thing in the world. So like, don't he, think you're so smart. The, the the serpent would have tricked Adam too. He just got to eat first. But how I don't know if this is kind of what spoke to my heart is how beautiful is it that you could say that Eve brought in by being tricked brought in the death and destruction and the knowledge of good and evil and death in the world. But then God goes ahead and fixes that by bringing in the Savior specifically through women. He yeah. tells Mary yeah. mm-hmm. and he shows Mary wow. the I like that. I'm bringing it. Yeah. You are going to bear my son. And he's going to save the world. And then he tells Mary, I have, I have risen. Go and tell the disciples, like, I, he has risen. What I have said is going to come true. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, the the full circle. God is redeeming mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. But that's saying God needs to redeem women. But in that instance, it, there's kind of, like, a connection there. And you see uh, powerful women in the Bible, uh, like uh, Ruth. That's and, what and I'm reading right now. And Ruth uh, was a, became an ancestor of Jesus. I mean, and that comes from her faith in God. Uh, and you see powerful women like that become Esther. the reason that Jesus shows up in the first place, gets to where he is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, God is not creating um, a division between the genders. He's not creating uh, a, a second class. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's enough room for the Barbies and the Kens in the story that God <laughs> is telling. We're all enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and we want to create space for for you guys to be part of this conversation too. I mean, there's times when when ladies, you need to get together. You need to have that girl talk. You need to say, hey, it's not fair the way that the world is against. You need to have your America Ferrara speech. <laughs> and uh, a great place to do that is to go hang out with Liz and the rest of the ladies in Vault Thirty One. Uh, you can get a link to that uh, access by going to nerdagodcast.com. And uh, for the men, you can also go hang out in the Fight Club. That's a place where guys get together. It's uh, They're on Discord. Punch and, each um, other. They, they have Bible studies. They have special <laughs> events, things. get together, share share uh, you the know Dojo encouragement Casa. and prayer requests for each other. So just for the ladies, just for the guys, the Vault 31 for the ladies, uh, inspired by Proverbs 31. And, uh, Virtuous uh, women. Absolutely. And Fight Club for the men, fighting the good fight of faith. So uh, we hope that you guys will be over there. And uh, we hope that whether you are a male or a female, whether you are a stander or a sitter, 
if you know what I mean. <laughs> nice. That, uh, that you know that you are loved and treasured and you are invited into God's dream house. The only way to make yourself uh, right with God is through the love and the gift of salvation that comes through his son, Jesus Christ. And uh, God has so loved you that he gave away for everything you've ever done wrong, every mistake that you've ever made, every error that you have ever committed, every time that you've ever fallen short, even just a little bit, to be completely paid for and uh, covered up by the uh, the love and the sacrifice of his son. Jesus gave his life on the cross to take away the sins of the world. And all you have to do is just believe that he is Lord and that he gave his life for the sins of the world and you will be saved. The Bible says you don't have to shave your head, eat broccoli, join a church, wake up at five o'clock in the morning. All you have to do is believe. And uh, we hope that you are believing with us that the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and it is for you. To all the Barbies and the Kens out there, we hope that you know that you are Knuff. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You are Knuff. You are Knuff. So uh, thank you so much for being with us for this uh, marginally heated conversation. But at the end of it, we're all still friends, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think so. Don't forget that you can vote on Nerd God Squad on Facebook. Go to nogsquad.com to leapfrog there for this week's best thing ever. And uh, that's exciting. Yay. 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 Yeah. Team Seven's going to win. Team uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, buddy. And, and uh, I just want to make a quick announcement, as I promised that I would. The winner of our leaving a review on the podcast uh, platform is someone named Revs Otaku Box. Congratulations, Congratulations, Revs Otaku Box! Thank you for those five stars. Those five stars just won you something from our Nerd of God stash. Hey, no man, we love free stuff. So that's actually Oliver. It's we're sending that, that's, that's human trafficking, and that's wrong. Uh, we are going. Going to uh, oh oh Oliver, Oliver is, is Revs Otaku. I thought you meant that we were going to send Oliver <laughs> as a gift from oh our staff. I was a little I'm confused. Clarifying, by the comment, Stephen. Like, clarifying. You know. yeah, I think my wife might have a problem. With yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> you can just have them every other weekend. Um, <laughs> leave us a five star review on your favorite podcast platform. It really, really does help get the word out and uh, share this with anybody who you know who loves Jesus and loves nerdy stuff. Uh, until next time, uh, this has been the Nerdy Godcast. For Steve O Supremo. Goodbye, everybody. Megacon Liz. Mayo is disgusting. And don't eat it with uh, toasted bread. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. Jamaican Ollie. Three little birds by my doorstep. Quentin Gregory Neff. One second. Sublime! <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it if you saw the Barbie movie. <laughs> I'm so confused. I saw the Barbie movie and I still don't get it. Yeah, Jackie I, I freaking Wilson. That. Goodbye. Charlotte, are you okay? Bye. <laughs> Lovely Lady Lee's Make good choices. Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. Until next time, I'm Tony T. We ain't got to go home, but we, we can't stay here. My toe hurts, y'all. My big toe specifically, left foot. What'd you do? I don't think I did anything. I. How do you know when you have an ingrown toenail? Is that a weird question to ask no. the table? No, so okay. it's... The I had surgery for them. The You've had yeah. ingrown toenail surgery? Both of my big toes 
me and my sister at the same time. Both of our big toes. They're ac- actually, their toes yeah. grew yeah. into each other's toes. Conjoined toenails. That's why. That's why she'll never ride like a two-person uh, the toboggan again. <laughs> and that's why you don't share socks. That's why you always leave a note. Oh my goodness.